This week's episode of the Inner Bonding Podcast is brought to you by Unlocking Your Inner Wisdom. Live your life guided by loving wisdom and your deepest truth. In this self-guided online video program, you'll learn about the two secrets to at-will divine connection, and you'll learn about what you might be doing that blocks that powerful connection. When you learn how to raise your frequency to unblock your inner wisdom, you'll begin to see many positive changes in your life. You'll begin to trust your feelings. You'll know what to do to release fear, anxiety, and worry. You'll discover the secret to manifesting your dreams. You'll be able to worry less and enjoy life more, just to name a few positive changes that can happen. Go to innerbonding.com wisdom to begin raising your frequency and unlocking your inner wisdom. You can use the code WISDOM at checkout to get a 10% discount on your enrollment. Again, go to innerbonding.com wisdom. Welcome to the Inner Bonding Podcast, the complete process of self-healing anxiety, depression, addiction, and relationships. You can find this podcast along with many others on our podcast website at innerbonding.com slash podcast. Now here is your host, Dr. Margaret Paul. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Margaret Paul with the Inner Bonding Podcast. And today I want to talk about the two secrets to achieving at will divine connection. This is one of my favorite topics. I've been studying this for a very long time because it took me a long time to understand how to do this. I had a long journey with being able to connect with my guidance. I realized at some point when I was a lot younger that I really wanted this connection. But I grew up in an atheist family and they had no spiritual connection at all. I always had a sense that there was something there to connect to, but I had no idea how to go about doing that. And then when I met Dr. Erica Chopich 37 years ago and Spirit brought us inner bonding, I realized that one of the secrets had to do with the intention to learn about loving yourself. And I thought, wow, that's really great, because that enabled me to start to connect. And I thought that would enable my clients to start to connect. What I didn't realize is that there was another level that needed to be dealt with. There wasn't just one secret. There were two. And this has to do with frequency, which is the rate at which we vibrate. And you can understand this if you think about a room full of people who are angry and judgmental. They're at a low frequency. If you think about a room full of people who are very loving and happy and joyful, that's a high frequency. Our frequency is determined by a number of things, and it's our frequency that determines whether or not we can connect with our higher guidance, because spiritual guidance exists at a higher frequency than we do. If we existed at their frequency, we wouldn't be able to see each other. So our bodies are fairly dense so that we can see each other. But we can learn to raise the frequency of our mind and of our energy, which will allow us 
to connect with our higher guidance. And so, as I said, the first secret to divine connection is being in the intention to learn about loving yourself. And this means that you want to learn about love with no agenda in mind. In other words, sometimes people say, yeah, I, I want to learn so that I'll be out of pain, or I want to learn so that I'll find the love of my life. It's not like that. This is about learning just for the sake of learning about love, just for the sake of love. And when you're in the intention to learn about loving yourself and sharing your love with others, that's when your frequency goes up. It's quite specific. It's not the intention to learn about solving a math problem. It's the intention to learn about love, starting with yourself and then sharing your love with others. That's what raises the frequency. What happened when spirit brought us in her bonding is that once I understood this intention, I found it very easy to connect with my guidance. And as I said, I thought everyone would find it easy. But the thing is that since my early 20s, I had been eating really, really well. I was a very sickly kid, and in my early 20s, I was tired of being sick. And I studied all kinds of books on nutrition, and I started eating only organic, really fresh, high-frequency foods. And I got better. And so I'd been eating like this for a very long time before inner bonding. So when I started to move into the intention to learn, my frequency in my body and my energy was already high from how I had been eating. But I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that how I had been eating, that the food that I was putting into my body and the food I was avoiding had such an impact on my frequency and my ability to connect with my divine guidance. And so, of course, I thought, oh, if I can just help people move into the intention to learn about loving themselves, then they can access their guidance. But I found that they couldn't. And then I realized, okay, it's two things. It's the frequency of the energy of your body that comes both from your thoughts and the food that you put in your body. So if you're operating from junk thoughts, such as judgmental thoughts, angry thoughts, and you're eating sugar and processed junk food, the junk foods and junk thoughts lower your frequency, making it pretty hard to connect with your guidance. Our bodies are not adapted to the current foods that are sold in supermarkets. They're not adapted to processed and sugared and factory farm foods. We're genetically adapted to what people ate like 10,000 years ago. There's a discrepancy between our genes and the food in the supermarket. So when you eat junk food or you eat food that's not organic and natural, your body has a hard time with it. You know, of course, most of us know that it can cause illness, but it also causes your body to be in quite a low frequency, which makes it very hard to connect with your higher guidance. So it takes both of these things. It takes you loving yourself enough to be willing to eat really well. And that means that you do most of your shopping 
in a health food store or stores like Costco that sell organic foods, or you grow your own food or go to farmer's markets or local farms or online stores that sell healthy food. I know it's a little more expensive, but frankly, the money that you save on medications and on going to doctors or losing time at work makes it well worth it. And also, as you learn to raise your frequency high enough to connect with your guidance, you find that you're able to manifest abundance much more easily. What leads to manifestation is being in a high frequency and being able to connect with your guidance, and then your guidance can help you to manifest what you want. So if you don't have the money for really good food, you might want to look at where you're spending it and cut down somewhere else or start to grow some of your own in pots or in community gardens. If you're really eating well and you're doing inner bonding, if you're really eating well and you're doing inner bonding and you're in the intention to learn about loving yourself and you're taking loving care of yourself, you will connect with your guidance. Through your inner bonding practice, you're dealing with your false beliefs, the junk thoughts, and you're being very compassionate with yourself and with others. That's what keeps your frequency high. And in that higher frequency, it becomes much easier to manifest your dreams, to manifest more money, and to buy good food. It's amazing what happens with manifestation when you learn to get your frequency up. Not only does having healthy thoughts and healthy food bring a lot of joy and health, these are the two secrets that help you to access your higher guidance. For those of you who are trying to access your guidance, take a look at what's lowering your frequency. Do you judge yourself a lot? Do you ignore your feelings? Or you're not taking responsibility for your feelings? Are you making other people responsible for your feelings? Do you allow that wounded part of yourself to beat you up when you make a mistake? Do you then turn to various addictions when you're feeling bad, like alcohol or drugs or sugar or junk foods, rather than learn to love yourself and take responsibility for your feelings and learn from them rather than avoid them? Are you abandoning yourself? in some of these different ways. When you buy meats in a regular supermarket, these meats are likely from factory farms. They've got antibiotics in them. They've got hormones in them. The cows have been fed grain, which makes the fat really bad for the body. So anything that you put in your body that's not clean and organic and preferably local may lower your frequency too much to be able to easily access your higher guidance. When I started eating really well, I was a college student. I was in graduate school at the time, and I didn't have any money. But I realized that I was not going to gain my health by eating the junk. I read Rachel Carson's book, Silent Spring, and I read a book called The Poisons in Your Foods. And I realized, wow, this is accurate. This is true. This is right. And I've got to do something about it. That's why I was so sick. I started to buy my food at a co-op market. 
And since I didn't have much money, I was very careful what I bought. So I started eating really well. But it was only when I was able to consciously choose the intention to learn about loving myself that I was able to achieve, at will, spiritual connection. And at this point, I can connect anytime I want, which I do all day long. I don't do anything without connecting with my guidance. I'm always in communication with my guidance. And you can learn to do this too. It's not that I'm particularly talented at spiritual connection. It's just not that hard when you have an intention to learn about loving yourself and you're putting clean, organic food in your body. One of my clients asked me if it's normal for the loving adult to get overwhelmed by emotion when you're trying to be loving to the inner child and not listen to your wounded self. Whenever you feel overwhelmed, you know that you are not in your loving adult state because we don't get overwhelmed when we're connected with our guidance. It's being connected with our guidance that allows us to manage the pain of life, the emotions of life, without getting overwhelmed by life. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you want to take a look at your intention. The wounded self can be very tricky in terms of masking as your loving adult or even as your higher guidance. If you live in a busy city such as New York, which has a kind of frenetic energy, this might make it harder for you to access your guidance. If you have an important question to ask your guidance, find a quiet place in nature, like a quiet park, because nature has a very high frequency. When I have something really important to hear from my guidance, I always go out in nature to talk with my guidance. You might find it easier to access your guidance when you're trying to help someone else than when you're trying to access your guidance for yourself. When you really want to help somebody, you have a pure intention of just wanting to be of help. When I'm working with my clients, I just want to be a pure channel of help to this person. So spirit just comes right through. I get all kinds of important information. But when we're working with ourselves, it's just a little harder to not have an agenda. Like if I'm working with someone, I don't have an agenda for them. I just want to support them in any way I can. But with myself, it's sometimes harder not to have an agenda. For those of you who are not sitting meditators, try walking in nature. I'm not a sitting meditator. I'm a walking meditator. If I want to really connect, I have to walk. I have to move. And I have to be in nature. As soon as I experience gratitude for the beauty of nature, I'm able to connect with my guidance. People often ask me how to know the difference between what you hear from your guidance and what you hear from your wounded self. Since the wounded self can masquerade as your guidance, how do you know which voice you're hearing? Well, you know the difference by how you feel. While what you hear from your guidance might not always feel good, it will feel right inside. If it's your wounded self, something will feel off.
If you go into fear or confusion regarding what you hear, then you know that you've shifted your intention from loving yourself to controlling, and now your wounded self is in charge. The wounded self will be in charge any time your intention is to control, to avoid, or to protect against pain. The wounded self often has a fear of making wrong decisions. So when you hear your guidance and then feel fear, that's letting you know that making wrong decisions is more important to you than being loving to yourself. In order to stay connected with my guidance, I've given myself 100% permission to make mistakes, make wrong decisions, and to fail. I've let my inner child know that I will continue to love her even if we make mistakes and even if we fail. This stops my wounded self from coming in to scare me about making wrong decisions. When I have a decision to make, first, I go inside to my feelings because our feelings are a source of inner guidance. I go inside and I feel what I want. And then I go to my higher guidance and I ask, what's in my highest good? And when my feelings and my higher guidance agree, then I know it's the right decision. And I don't question it. I just go with it. Your wounded self, that part that's in your lower left brain, might question it saying, is it right? Maybe you're making a mistake. Maybe you're going to fail. But that's not coming from a sense of truth. When you learn to trust your feelings and you learn to trust your higher guidance, then you can generally know what the right decision is for you. Clients sometimes tell me when they have a hard time accessing their guidance that they think their guidance has abandoned them. But you can't be abandoned by your spiritual guidance because our guidance is always here. Like the air we breathe and like the gravity, it can't go away. It's a law of love and it's always here for us. It's the intelligence of the universe that we get to tap into. So it can't abandon you, but you can abandon it, which is what happens when your intention is to control and your frequency is too low to access your guidance. Your wounded self wants you to believe that your guidance abandoned you, but that's not possible. Sometimes my clients tell me that they're anxious or depressed and that they're doing inner bonding, but they're not getting anywhere. Invariably, when I inquire about what they're doing, they're just operating from their wounded self with no loving adult and no spiritual connection. They're trying to figure out what's wrong without actually doing the six steps of inner bonding. My client, Annie, was one of those people trying to figure out her anxiety. So I took her through an inner bonding process. Annie, I said, please take a couple of deep breaths and breathe into the anxiety in your body. Where do you feel the anxiety? In my heart, she said. My heart feels tight. I want you to breathe into your heart, I told her. Breathe into your heart and get present with that tightness and make a decision that you want responsibility for it. And as you're breathing into your heart, consciously open to learning about what this tightness, what this anxiety in your heart 
is telling you. Find that place that really wants to know what it's telling you. The anxiety is there to give you information. Now imagine your higher guidance. Imagine that beautiful light of love. Inviting that light of love into your heart. Feel that loving energy within your heart and ask that little girl who's communicating with you through her anxiety what you're telling her and how you're treating her right now that's making her anxious. What am I telling you? How am I treating you? That's making you anxious is what you ask. And then go inside and let the answer come from the anxiety. What does that little girl who's anxious want to tell you about how you're treating her and what you're telling her? She says that I'm abandoning her again, Annie said, that I'm trying to get love from someone who doesn't love me. So I said, you've given her away. You've given your little girl away to somebody who doesn't love you. You're making somebody else responsible for loving you. You're basically saying to your inner child, I don't want to be the one to love you. The other person has to love you, but they don't want to love you. So you're kind of sunk, right? Annie nodded, yes. Annie, I said, there must be a good reason that you're making someone else who isn't going to love you responsible for your inner child. What do you think that's about? Annie's wounded self answered with something that didn't make any sense because the wounded self's beliefs, which may have made sense as a child, doesn't make sense now. Because, she said, I've always had somebody else responsible. I've never taken responsibility for myself because everybody always abandons me. So I'm scared that when I take responsibility, I get abandoned. But I said, if you were taking responsibility for yourself, then your little girl wouldn't feel abandoned. You see, as a functioning adult, we can't be abandoned. Abandonment is something we do to somebody who can't take care of themselves. We can abandon a child. We can abandon an old person or a sick person who we've agreed to take responsibility for. And you can abandon yourself. Abandonment has to do with leaving someone we're responsible for. But now there's no adult who's responsible for you other than you. You're the only one now who can abandon you. And it sounds like what's happening is that you keep giving your little girl away to somebody else. You keep saying to her, you're not worth me loving you. You're not good enough for me to love you. Someone else has to love you for you to be okay. Is that what's happening? Yes, Annie said. And that's why your little girl is anxious, I said. But I don't know what to do, Annie said. I've been asking my higher guidance to help me get rid of the anxiety. Annie, I said. This isn't about getting rid of anxiety. This is about learning from it. This is about recognizing that when you're anxious, it's because you're abandoning yourself. And when you go to your guidance, it's about learning about what would be loving to you. The anxiety will go away when you start loving yourself. You need to go to your guidance to ask, what's loving to your little girl right now? You need to ask what your little girl needs from you right now, to feel loved and safe and worthy? That's the kind of question you ask your higher guidance. But you can only ask it when you want that responsibility. You can't ask it 
if you're trying to get someone else to take responsibility for you, or if you're just trying to get rid of the anxiety rather than learn to love yourself. One of the hardest things we all need to accept is that, as loving adults, there's not a soul on the planet that wants the job of taking responsibility for you or for me. So if our inner child is going to feel loved, we're the ones who have to learn to love ourselves. And since we have very few role models for self-love, we need to learn to access our spiritual guidance for this information. Remember the two secrets to divine connection. You will be able to access your higher guidance when your intent is to learn to be loving to yourself and to keep your body in a high frequency by eating cleanly. You can learn about loving yourself with my 30-day at-home course, Love Yourself. And you can learn more about connecting with your divine guidance with my 30-day online video course, Unlocking Your Inner Wisdom. And you can also learn a lot from my recent books, The Inner Bonding Workbook, and Diet for Divine Connection, and Six Steps to Total Self-Healing. And of course, we have so much to offer you at our website at innerbonding.com. I'm sending you my love and my blessings. Mm -hmm.